Hello, I'm Christopher Reibold, your door-to-door storyteller, and I'd like to give you a story. This story is called In the Old Churchyard by the Sea by Christopher Reibold. In the Old Churchyard by the Sea Along the wild and windswept coast of County Down, where the mountains of the morn meet the sea, one can still find the ruins of an old abbey church. There, in the churchyard, an oak tree once grew, a stately and imposing sentinel that kept a long watch over the weathered graves and tall grass that grew along the hillside. The tree was impossibly old, and it guarded a secret. One night, shortly after the great famine, the old tree came down in a storm. Early the following morning, two men from the village went down to the ruins to clear away the debris. The morning air was cool as they walked along the old Kilbrony Road, still wet and muddy from the rain. A short time later, they arrived at the old abbey and set to work cutting away the branches and leveling the stump. A few minutes into their labors, however, they discovered the secret of the tree. As they paused to consider what they had found, they remembered the story of a young woman named Brona, foundress of the abbey. She had been beautiful, with intelligent green eyes and long, dark hair. A disciple of St. Patrick, Brona had come here to the Valley of Glen Secus to establish her hermitage long ago in the days when Lara was high king. The first man spoke, I've heard tell that of a fall morning, Brony went down to the shore. The air were crisp and salty. A steady breeze came off the water and blew her hair fierce into tangles. The trees were tinged with the colors, and late-blooming wildflowers clustered along the hillsides. Divers and petrels played at the water's edge. Tore a fine morning, sunny and full of promise. Aye, and there were no hint of the tempest freshly passed in the night. No hint, save for them dying men now washing ashore with the tide. In Brona's day, it was common for ships to hang up on the rocks during storms. It was common, too, for castaways to make it to shore alive, only to die later for want of assistance. As few people lived along this rugged stretch of Irish coast, Brona made it her mission to walk the strand near her hermitage in the wake of violent storms when the scary would disappear into the fog, to save those wrecked men of the sea who so often washed ashore near her home. In time, she was joined in this work by other women, and her hermitage grew into an abbey. When Brona died, her sisters buried her in the churchyard next to her abbey. They marked her grave with a traditional high cross, hand-carved from the local granite. Her abbey survived for several centuries more, her sisters continuing their rescue work until that unknown day when the abbey was finally abandoned. As the two men wondered at their discovery, they also remembered an old folk tale, a half-remembered story from the drowsy fireside of childhood, a story told by their grandfathers who had personally experienced the mystery in their youth. The second man spoke. Migranda used to tell it, the fairy story about the bell. As I recollect, 
were told that Brony's Abbey acquired a bell, a bell whose ringing could be heard by the men at sea. After a time, the sisters took to ringing it on stormy nights, for to warn fog-bound ships that they were dangerous close to the rocks. Aye, and were said that the fog-bell continued to toll, long after the abbey fell to ruin, to ring out its warning whenever fog formed o'er the water. Some put it down to ghosts and fairies, but me granda always said to the work of St. Brony. Yes, the workmen remembered an old folk tale, a fairy story about a ghost bell that continued to ring long after there was anyone around to ring it, to ring when it was needed, to save the lives of endangered men at sea for countless years until the construction of the Cranfield Point Lighthouse rendered it obsolete. Then the first man took out his kerchief and wiped his brow. The sun was above the horizon now, and the men were starting to feel the first effects of the August heat. The sky was pale blue, there were no clouds, and a pleasant breeze moved gently through the crumbling field-stone walls of the old abbey as a spotted burnet darted about among the heather. The men stood in silence, staring in amazement at the ancient bronze bell that they had found inside the old oak tree, a bell held silently in place since the tree had grown around it those many centuries ago after someone left it hanging from a branch when the abbey was abandoned. And they realized that the tale of the bell was more than just a fairy story, and they wondered if perhaps the old folks had been right all along, and St. Brona had indeed interceded on behalf of passing ships to keep them at a safe distance from the rocks during dangerous weather. And they thought maybe, just maybe, something miraculous had indeed occurred here, some supernatural tolling of a bell, a bell physically encased inside an old oak tree that grew up next to the grave of St. Brona in the old churchyard by the sea. You've just listened to In the Old Churchyard by the Sea, written and read by your door-to-door storyteller, Christopher Reibold. Thank you for listening. Used by We Are One Body Audio Theater, with the permission of the licensor, granted under a copyrighted license agreement. A production of We Are One Body Audio Theater.